Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. What up? Hey! (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. It's good to... I want to say see everybody. I like to see people. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're listening. We are. I'm glad to see you, Chris. I'm glad to see your baby blues, Kylie. <laughs> I, don't, I have hazel eyes. They're not hazel. They're, yeah, they're hazel. They're gray right now. It's just the sunlight. It's the sunlight. The sunlight, <laughs> the gray, the gray overcast. <laughs> On this cold January morning. Yes. It's yeah. cold. It's getting colder in here, I think. I know it is. It feels like it. Hey, We're I want to start cuddling for warmth. <laughs> Why do I always bring that up? Why do I always bring up cuddling with you? <laughs> it was weird that you moved over to the same couch as me. In be- uh. <laughs> hey, I've got a interesting uh, story from this week okay. that I wanted to share. Okay. Immediately when I got back in my truck, uh, I was like, this is going to be something we discuss on the podcast. All right. So... My son, my 16-year-old son, got his license Woo! this week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, so excited. Every time a kid gets – everybody's like, oh, aren't you so nervous? I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's one – I know. That's, that's another That's another carpool driver. Yes. That's another bus exactly. driver for the it's awesome. household. <laughs> he is so excited, yeah. too. Oh, my gosh. We got home, and he's like – Oh my, where, where can, where can I go today? Nice. And it was like the icy day. It was Tuesday when okay, we had okay. like, it was a sheet oh, yeah, yeah, of ice. Yeah. And, uh, so it warmed up to where I felt comfortable with it. Anyway, <laughs> we go to the BMV, mm-hmm. Bureau of Motor Vehicles mm-hmm. in Indiana, where all of the Indiana licensed drivers mm-hmm. get their, my favorite place on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would have something to say. Uh, so again, it's cold outside. My 16-year-old son, as we're leaving the house, has on a t-shirt and pants. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, why don't you put on a sweatshirt or a jacket? He's like, I'll be fine. I'm like, okay, whatever. You got to learn. I got too many kids where I, I I can't worry about that stuff. <laughs> okay, you'll, you'll learn. You'll figure it out. So we're walking, I'm going to say 60 yards, mm-hmm. 50 yards, I don't know, from the parking lot where I parked to the entrance to the BMV. So we're walking, it's freezing cold, and there's this kid standing out, um, outside of the BMV with a clipboard and a folder, uh, an African American kid, black kid, uh, college age. Walk, we're walking in, like, say we're hustling because it's cold. Walk, he's like, hey, can you sign this before my coach gets here? Whatever. I didn't really understand what it was all about, but I'm like, yeah, we're headed in, but you know, no, no thanks. Not right now. Kind. I wasn't mean in any way. I, I wasn't like you would have Oh my been gosh. At Kroger. Um, but. Which I could tell you a story about getting Chinese this week. There you go. <laughs> you know you're a jerk if. No, so I, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But then he made some comment as I continued on and Caden, my son, is behind me. And as we got into the first door, I was like, what did he say? And Caden kind of smirked and he goes, he said, the, the, the black kid said, I guess I'm not the right color. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So I'm processing and trying to 
evaluate like how I should feel about this. And so yeah. uh, we walk in, we sit down, not very many people there, which was awesome. And we got called right up. And so, so I go and sit down with Caden and we're doing the whole license thing. Well, there's this elderly gentleman sitting right behind loud talking on the phone. His wife is at the counter doing what she's supposed to do at the BMV. And he's loud talking on the phone to a buddy. Probably learning how to like not use turn signals or something. Probably. He is loud talking about how many illegals this administration, presidential administration, is allowing into this country and that it should get taken care of and somebody should just take him out and – I will buy the gun. What? Yeah. I mean, and you're in a government office, right? <laughs> like, like a double whammy. I mean, he wasn't loud. talk. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know the guy. So I don't know whether he's loud talking just because he's a loud talker mm-hmm. or I didn't get the feeling like he was trying to trigger everybody. And he's like, all, he's like 10 feet from me. And I got to the point where I'm like, I just turned around and just looked at him kind of like, Really? Like gave that kind of look, like wasn't crappy or anything, but just, I would have just been like, I don't care what your politics, like, that's not helpful language. Like, that's what I would have said. I'm thinking, okay, if this guy is like, you got a problem, I'm just be like, Hey, I don't have a problem with you. Like, let's just, it's not helpful, which I think about a lot. (laughs) Like what's helpful? What, what comes out of my mouth? What do I, so I'm still evaluating how I'm going to handle the situation outside. Cause that bothered me. Sure. Um, so it was just an interesting 20 minutes at the BMV. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to this guy by the time we got done, he, he and his wife were gone and I wasn't going to say anything anyway, unless he approached me or something. But then we did walk out and, and I'm thinking, I want to handle this in a really healthy way, but I also don't want to just let it go. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be argumentative. I'm not yeah. going to yell at the kid. And so I walked out and I'm like, hey, I, I put my hand out and I said, Hey, what's your name? And asked him his name and he asked mine and we shook hands. I'm like, Hey, I just want you to know, like saying stuff like that isn't helpful. Like, it, it, uh, I was, I was just like, you don't know me. Like, you don't know my heart. You don't know my situation. Just like I don't know yours. Like we were just in a hurry to get in here and he just c- kind of looked at me. He's like, well, you don't, you know, you don't know what I deal with. I, I racist stuff. I'm like, dude, I, I get it. And I explained, I said, Hey, I've got, I've got three mixed race kids. You know, he shook my hand and thanked me for adopting kids. And I said, my entire, almost my entire family are biracial. Like I, and that doesn't make me an expert sure, or right, I right. don't have – Or unbigoted or whatever. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, qualifies yeah. you. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and I wasn't trying to do that. And maybe yeah. I didn't need to say that to him. But I'm just – I just wanted to be like, listen, like you don't know – I don't know your story and you don't know mine. But let's not judge one another yeah. right off the bat. He goes, well, you don't know what I'm – I'm like, listen, I get it. Like I can imagine in the great state of Indiana, <laughs> yeah. there are people that have – Thoughts that aren't good. Like I get that. And so we had, and we ended up having a short conversation where we, he understood what I was saying. I'm like, I, I got nothing against you at all. I got nothing against what you're doing out here. 
But so it made both of those situations in the matter of 20 minutes mm. just made me think mm. like, first of all, to try to be self-reflective, but also like, where are we mm. in our society where everything, like yeah. everything is so, polarized. so judgmental. Yeah. We've got to say something. It's like how I want to be a person. I believe a person of faith in Jesus should be a person who is extending kindness and honor, who is loving people, who is encouraging people, who, you know, and so, I mean, that's why we do this, right? Cause this, uh, this podcast, we recognize without Jesus, we're just jerks. Right. We're not great at that. And right. we want to, we want to be great at that. Right. <laughs> And so to experience God yeah. and to yeah. be self-reflective and to listen and to, to, to be, um, I almost said condemned to be <laughs> convicted, Okay, <laughs> to be convicted by the spirit of like, no, like guard your tongue. Yeah. Like what comes out of your tongue should express kindness and gentleness and, and encouragement and love. And so man, those, it just, that story in the matter of 20 minutes yeah, just hit me. And is it loving to just walk away or I wanted to have a conversation with this young 20 year old kid and go, Hey, maybe that's, you know, we, we think of seeds being planted in our faith of I'm sharing the gospel, you know, I'm sharing the, the, you know, the, the cross illustration or, you know, and it's like, sometimes I think it's just expressing like, Hey, let's be better people. Yeah. Let's be more loving. Like, let's mm. don't don't judge me. I'm I wasn't judging you. I I I haven't. I care about you as a, I see you and I care yeah. about you and I value you as a human being. And 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 that's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But I all sometimes I wonder. Like, should we? And we talked about this last episode. Should we step into those spaces and use our voice that God has given us to express? Kingdom values and kingdom ways in which we should love and express yeah. love to each other. Yeah. And, and so, so I just wanted to, I, I thought it was interesting where I'm like, we've all been the jerks that have <laughs> said and done those things, yeah. but how do we, how does it become better? Well, I went for a uh, Chinese this week. <laughs> You have this look of like, oh crap! It's yeah. time. I guess it's confession it time. It is confession time. Uh oh. No, not really. I'm. I'm. Well, I don't know. You, 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 you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my pickup order. And uh, you know, Havana's back at the house, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go eat. And I'm sitting there waiting, and a couple more people come in. And when this lady comes in, and she just immediately like. Are you a regular here? She says to me, and I just look at her and I go, like to me, that's, that's still such a foreign thing. Just strike up conversations with total strangers like your friends, right? Like that's, that's an Indiana thing. Hey buddy. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Where are you from? Cold out there, isn't it? Live, <laughs> lived here your whole life? Where'd you go to high school? And so, and so she just, you know, and I'm just like, no, I'm not. And I, and I wasn't, I wasn't, li- I mean, I wasn't lying there. I mean, really, we and were you trying to, your chair away we from were her. trying to. <laughs> We were trying out a new place, right? Yeah. I'm like, no. And then, and then I just went back to scrolling my phone, right? Or whatever. <laughs> like, and then so she went around and like, she went around to every person in, in the waiting area of this Chinese, this, this takeout place 
asking them if they're regulars and what they normally get because it's her first time there and she doesn't know what to get. And she was kind of talking to herself a little bit too and like, oh, I don't know what to get, like fretting about what she's going to order. So she made the whole round of the room. And everyone's telling her, oh, I always get this and this and it's always great. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I got this one time and it was good. We're back again. You know, whatever. The whole gamut, right? And then she comes back to me and says, like, well, what did you order? Like, I don't know if she forgot that she already addressed, you know, she already asked me. But she's like, what do you, what do you normally order here? And I just look at her and I go, I go, lady. I go, it's Chinese. Like, it's Chinese food. Oh, like, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> like, Oh. And she like got a little star. She didn't get offended or anything. And I didn't, I, I meant it more as a joke. I didn't, I didn't mean it to be like jabby. Yeah. It came across a little bit jabby. And I, and I think she took it more jabby than I intended, right? I was just trying to make it like, it's like, there's like four things people get from Chinese food all, all across the country. Like stick with one of those four. You'll be Orange fine. Orange chicken. Orange chicken, <laughs> general sauce chicken, sesame chicken, or beef and broccoli. Like I don't care. The menu's like six pages long. Then you will look at those four things. <laughs> oh. It's going to come with rice. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Did you get rice, or white, or fried? Right, and or she, brown. And, yeah, she just like stood back a little, then moved on to the next person, and then finally ordered. Oh, like, he's friendly. <laughs> I guess I'll talk to somebody else. Jeez. Well, anyways, but this, so. but this does make me think because, uh, okay, confession time. <laughs> so I have that experience on Tuesday, okay. Thursday night. We will go to Bloomington to go to yeah, the basketball yeah. game and see and yep. see Carissa, our daughter. So after the game, and I, here's she, she was expressing as we got or are walking to the car how bad Bloomington drivers are, and I'm like, well, yeah, because they're from Indiana. Can we and, have her? Can we have her on the podcast? On this? <laughs> <laughs> and now calling in, <laughs> she actually showed us videos of people driving on the sidewalk. Wow! But anyways, we get to the car, and I had this, and I. I start to just edge out like, hey, I'm in my car. I'm starting to, you know, because traffic's ridiculous. So I, I'm just barely out of the parking spot. But like, hey, I'm next because I don't know how it is in New Jersey, but we alternate, you know, get the fluid, you know. Well, New Jersey this- is called forced alter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this car across the way pulls out and I was – we were in the car and had pulled out before she, I watched them get in their car. Yeah. And she pulled up and like two inches from the bumper of like, and every time that car moved up, this car was like almost touching. And I'm like, I edge up, you know, like, Hey, we should alternate here. And I mean, just obvious. And so me trying to be funny with my daughter and her friend in the car mm-hmm. are, I'm like, I, I want, I might go punch this lady in the face. Like, <laughs> last week we talked about beating up sixth graders. <laughs> Apparently I have some anger issues, <laughs> some violent tendencies that I need to address. And I'm just totally yeah. joking. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. Because here's what, here's, okay, here's what my dad would have done. My dad would have put the window down and put his hand out and not what you're thinking. He would have waved super friendly, like, Hi, you know, like just I'm here, <laughs> my hero. The guy, but the guy did the pa- in the passenger seat did look over at us, and I know, or Teresa's con- convinced that 
she saw or he saw her say, "You're being rude." <laughs> so, so also my hero. <laughs> right. So we turned around because we another area was flowing more. This lady at this point has trapped herself in this line, and I'm like. I hope she's there for the next four Sucker. hours. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, so I go from this experience Tuesday yeah, to Thursday yeah. night and I'm in those moments. I'm like, just shut your mouth. Yeah. Like why, why negativity? So now we're going to talk about having grace and compassion for <laughs> one another. We probably need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should. But so yeah, like the kindness and yeah. How do we get to be a, a people, a culture? How, let's just, Focus on us because <laughs> we we have some work to do. How do we, in our hearts and our minds and mm. our souls, become more filled with the fruit of the spirit and have more kindness and gentleness? And how is that our to be at peace and to not mm. be stirred to anger in ways that are not healthy for us? I mean, we talked about it last week in the sense of the big church. The yeah. global or the the American church, sure. the system. Now let's talk in the sense of Chris and Kylie. Mm. Power and control. Ugh. How much are we willing to give up? How much are we trying to exert on others? Whether it's my spot, <laughs> whether it's my space in a restaurant, whether it's, hey, Wow, you have an opinion of me that I'm racist. Let me let me try and manage that and control that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to poke fun at you and say like what you yeah, did was no, wrong. Right? I, I just you know because because you, you, boy, you could have had a million reactions to that. Like, oh, how dare he think I'm racist? Doesn't doesn't he know? He should know. My family is this and this and this. Yeah, and this. Like, right. I mean, truth, truthfully, that's. I mean, that's just, and I, and I would, I know you. I was I wrestling bet, with that. I, I was going to say, I know you well enough to know that, I know that crossed your mind too, sure. right? Like, because we're human. I don't mean in a disparaging way, but, but like. If God isn't with me, sorry, I want yeah, 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 to speak ahead. on that. If yeah. God isn't with me in that moment, and I can picture myself walking in and where we sat and the whole deal. If God isn't with me, if the spirit of God isn't stirring in my soul in that moment, to not perfection but to questioning and self-reflection mm. of how do i handle this in a loving way yeah that was because i was i would have go i i'm not a violent angry guy i maybe would have said something i would have years ago for yeah. sure i yeah. would have said something snarky to back to him and, yes yeah. yeah and it's like no like how do i how do i love him yeah. well yeah I, I don't even if even if i didn't share any of my story or who how do i love this kid yeah. well and and we've talked enough about the show on this show about that's the that's the mark of following Jesus, right? It's not that it's not that first thought; it's the second one. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Like we're still we're still jerks. Flesh. We're still human. We're still flesh. And it's the okay. What do we do now when the Holy Spirit moves and says with conviction, "Hey, that's not me. That's not loving. Yeah. Let me show you a better way to do to handle, or let me let me show you how." How I would handle that. So is maturity in those situations the ability, having the capacity to tame the tongue, to take a breath, to reflect, to listen, instead of short, like, I'm, the you know old, I mean? The older I get, and I'm not saying this like I'm old and wise, Yeah, because right? you're so young. But the old, no, no, I mean, I mean this from the bottom yeah, of my heart. The yeah. older I get, not just in life, but in faith. 
the more I agree with that. That I think I, I'm done looking for, I'm done waiting for the day that I'm perfect. Mm. I'm waiting for the day that I'm quicker to repent, that I'm quicker to turn around or I'm quicker to say, no, not that. Let me choose this instead. And, and if, if the, the first thought gets shorter, gets quieter, held, held, disappears along the way. Great. I'm, I know that I'm never going to be perfected sure. until we're in his presence for eternity. I'm done waiting. I used to, I, I, I remember at the, at the, at the beginning of my rehab journey, having had a ministry focused on the, of the supernatural and the miraculous, where the things that got the big headlines were the things that got, you know, were the instantaneous miracles. Right? Because, well, Jesus stood up in a boat and calmed the storm immediately. Or, uh, we told the story of, you know, him having to pray for that guy twice because the first time he saw men as trees walking and then he prayed for him again and then he could see, right? But most of the stories were about, most of the stories in the Bible are about miracles happening instantaneously. And I remember crying out to God, to the, I mean, to, in tears, Lord, flip the switch in me. Flip that switch that's going to make me okay. Right. Take away lust. Take away, you know, fill in the blank, sure, whatever it was. Sure. Take away pride. Take yeah. away. And realizing that, boy, that was the wrong prayer. That was the wrong prayer for a long time because that wasn't God's intention. And I'm, and I'm not, and I know people who've had, you and I both know people who've had those miracle kind of sure. addiction stories, right? And recovery stories of, yeah. hey, you know what? I mean, a good friend of mine. Yeah. Well, one day I was this way and then God flipped the switch and I was another. Praise God for that. Amen. Um, I don't want to take away from that, but yeah. that's not most of our experiences. Right. Yeah. And so anyways, I, I don't know what, what we got. Isn't that, that growing? Isn't that gro- So that first thought, oh, isn't yeah. that, isn't that growing in our faith and our trust where again, I don't have to have the control I, yeah. to manipulate this moment or to yes. control this moment. I, Let I, me be meek. Let me be humble and give up control of that. Give up my, give up my need and my right to have control. Yeah. Well, Teresa's asked me, we've been in social situations and she's just recently, and I think it's some of it's the last six months of what my life has been and what I've personally gone through. But she's like, you're like, ask me if I'm okay. Like you're really quiet. And as a recovering <laughs> approval junkie and, <laughs> and, and, and want everybody to like me yeah. and, and I'm like, I think it's, I think it's the Lord maturing me i said i don't need to be the center of attention yeah like i'm okay to just sit here and be at peace and to listen yeah. as opposed to speak and mm. i don't say it that way yeah. but i'm just like i don't i don't need to be the center of the room i'm not trying to be the center of the room there's and again this is god changing me i don't have the energy to be the center of the room <laughs> <laughs> you know like it feels comfortable to sit and be still and to listen and be with people sure, and to enter in at times that are appropriate, but I'm not striving toward. And I think that's faith in believing and trusting that God's created me to be at peace with him. Mm. And I think that that's for me, it's a, just another reflection of that first being able to hold that first moment yeah. of uh, I'm, I'm just here for God and not for myself. And, 
and it's also, you know, I think part of it is growing in part of maturity. And I know this isn't where we intended to go today and we're still going to, I think we're going to get back on track in a minute mm-hmm. here, but, but part of that maturity is learning how, mm, I, I want to be careful how I say this, how to be okay with that first moment, how to not turn that into self-condemnation later mm. of, oh, I, I can't believe I wanted to react like that, you know, but turn it in, but recognize that, Hey, that was my, that, that was Paul's whole of what I, what I want to do. I don't do what I don't want to do. I do. But in the midst of that, God's still God. And the Holy spirit came to me with conviction and led me in a different way and helped me do what I want to do. (laughs) Well, that's because we're, we don't, we don't hold on to the guilt of that. Yeah, situation. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, is we celebrate to, yes. what God has yes. and is doing in us. Yeah. It's the be angry and don't sin. Yeah, like hey, we're gonna be tempted. Like we can't, we can't go. Like you said, we can't. That that switch is never gonna yeah. flip and be like you're never gonna be tempted right. when you are tempted. Yeah, the go Holy Spirit the gives you a way out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many weeks ago now we, we had a, a night of reflection here at the crossing. Just, I don't know if you remember, it was kind of the end of the year kind of thing. And yeah. Uh-huh. Of course you remember, you remember better than I do because you let it. But <laughs> I, I think the thing I reflected on that I, I noticed happen this last 12 months at the crossing, which has been incredible, especially when you look at our community here mm-hmm. of, you know, we've got many young people. Not many anymore. We've got young people, but mo- the core of who comes are part of addictive, are a part of recovery communities. Yeah, I'm just saying that for our, our listeners who may not know. And what I've heard over this last 12 months, we have our open sharing time, mm-hmm. where I think it's so healthy, and we're at a, such a size where we can handle that. And what I hear more often than ever is, "Here's the temptation." And I, and, and I don't misunderstand me saying recovery community with everyone sitting like, well, my temptation this week was to do meth, right? That's, that's naughty. The temptation was to get angry. The temptation was to snap at someone. The temptation was to, to take a shortcut and, and, and shortcut a job or whatever. Yeah. I'm telling you what I've heard grow more in these last 12 months is here's the temptation. Here's what I wanted to do. And then God changed my heart. And I didn't do the bad thing, and I instead did the right and righteous thing. And what that to me is the sign of maturity, of growth. And I'm and I'm really I, I mean it. I am. Perfection is going to happen. That's that's what sanctification is. It's going to happen. I, it's not going to happen well in this lifetime. <laughs> right, it's going to happen right. in the next one. And I'm, I'm done making that the goal. I got in an argument with someone recently about like, you know, they believe it's possible to, to live a life completely sinless. And man, if you, if you think that, I just, I'd encourage you to just spend some time thinking about, I mean, even what, what, what John wrote, right? That if you say you're without sin, you're, you're a liar. And the spirit of God does not live in you. That there's this, like we're, we're, we, while we're encased in flesh, we will not get there. 
And if we do, it's going to be, it's going to be like Enoch, who was no more. <laughs> Cause he just unsinned his way out of this life into another, instead of <laughs> the next one. You know what I mean? Like, he just like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's possible. And maybe, and possibly this person meant without like active, you know, sin that, you know, like, okay, I had the first thought, but I didn't do it. So therefore I'm sinless. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd define it like that. Anyways, but anyways, I'm not trying to talk about perfection. Like he is the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah. Like we again, and there goes back to control. If we think (laughs) that we can eliminate sin, well, then we're we're in control of our own righteousness, and we don't need him. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He he will do it. Yeah. He he's he's the one that's transforming our lives. Yeah. So how do we do that? Let's let's go to the systemic. Then let's go to the big C church sure. of, okay, how do we, how do we take how God is maturing us individually, how we are to be expressing love and kindness and gentleness. And if we want to say, I don't want to say polarization, but we've got a deconstructionist movement and you've got the systemic religious movement and how do, how, how do we, is there something that deconstructionists are hoping to rebuild mm. or is it just stripping everything away or like, how does, how do we unify and become one as the body of Christ it, yeah. as the church in the United States, as a church <laughs> in the in the globe, really in the, the world. <laughs> I, uh, what's uh, is a, he's a theologian and author author is Arthur Pink. Brilliant guy. And you know what he says? <laughs> I'm afraid that the answer is as simple as this. I know it's not. But you know what he says? You know, he, when he's, he's talking specifically about Calvinism versus Arminianism. And he says, when he goes into a Calvinist church, he preaches Arminianism. <laughs> and when he goes into a free will Armenian church, he preaches Calvinism. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 isn't that a little bit of what Jesus did? Isn't that I mean we've we, and we've been here before on this on this episode or on this podcast, right? Yeah. But isn't that a little bit of what Jesus did? Well, the rich young ruler, right? I followed every command since I was a young boy. What else do I need to do? Uh, let me push on you a little bit. Is it because we think that we can figure it out and know the answer? Mm, yeah. And he's showing us that again, it's, it's, it's bigger than what we can see. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, you posed a good question. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty of what that looks like. What? Okay. Fast forward, fast forward through this, through the next, you know, Christian revolution. Hopefully it's nothing like the Crusades, (laughs) but no, no, no. fast forward through it, fast forward through. Okay. We've broken through the status quo. The system is no more. I don't know if we'll ever get there. Maybe, I don't know, but whatever. Then what does it look like to rebuild? Because isn't that, 
And we were talking about, we were talking a little bit about this during the break. Jesus came in the midst of a huge system. Uh, I mean, Israel 2000 years ago was a huge system, a huge religious, political, governmental system. He broke through the status quo and he had this ragtag bunch of followers from every walk of life. And then he ascends and then more people are trying to come into the kingdom and they try to, they're trying to build a little system. And they said things like, I don't know, hey, we're, you know, we've got, the system starts with, and, and, you know, believers are growing everywhere and they had everything in common and they used to meet in their homes and share everything so that those who were poor had enough and those who were rich would sell. And then it grew and grew and grew. And, and then Gentiles started to come in and then you had, you know, the, the, the OGs, right? Saying like, Hey, you know what? It's not productive for us to be waiting on tables. So let's, let's put a little order here and let's put a little system together here and we'll appoint you guys. You guys are in, are the stewards. You're in charge of that. And we're just going to focus on governing and that. And then Paul comes along and, and you have all these Gentiles being saved and they're like, Oh, and you have Apollos preaching. Oh, you got to do this. And you got Paul preaching this. You got others saying, Oh, you got to be circumcised and them say, Ah, no, let's figure out a system. A system that can accept these Gentiles into the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know what? We're not going to burden you. The, you know, here are these few things you got to do. You don't have to get circumcised. Here are these few things. Just abstain from eating meat from idols and this and that. And you're in, right? You're, you're in the system. And so is the system bad? <laughs> Cause here, and so we've taken that now and now we've had 2000 years of of that, of growing in humanness, of power and control. I don't, God, I don't think God's abandoned us, right? He's not abandoned the no. church in any stretch. And so you have these things that are at odds. And so if, so if deconstructionism has its way, and I hope it does, the system is gone. Now, how do we, what comes next? After deconstruction comes reconstruction. Well, let's go. Hold on. Before we get there. Okay. Yeah, we're going to. Let's go to a system of what? Like, that's, that's kind of my question. Because here's where (laughs) you've got, you've got power control. Yeah. Or, or a system of humility humility and love and service, which is, which is, and as you describe, Mm. as you describe like, hey, it's not a we're too good to no. wait tables. Nope. It's hey, this is not profitable for so us. I, I, yeah. Is is it more of an acceptance of the role of the gifts we've been given? In order for them to have said that, guess what? They were waiting tables. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I'm okay. Jesus what did even Jesus said it to his disciples? No longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. So at some point they were servants. And they understood he was master. They were servants and they carried that out. And then they became friends. That's I, I, I see this wrestle between we need, I don't know if governance is the right word. We need organization to something that is expanding Mm -hmm. to, to put some organization to it. 
but that is a, what is your gift? Okay, here. Mm. What is your gift? Okay, here. What's your maturity level? That doesn't change what your gift is. One body. One body. So is it, so is it, I'm going to accept the role and the gift, not desiring power and control. Mm. What do you see in me? Okay, that's that's how I want to love well. If it's kids ministry, if it's cleaning, if it's you know how what if it's teaching, whatever. I'm going to accept the role that has been affirmed in me by the community, but it's not a hierarchical mm. system, which I think is what has been created. Yeah. Or, or, or maintained over. And that's what we keep. I think that's what is getting stripped away. Yeah. And what we talked about last time, even during the period of COVID, what is my life of faith? Me as a pastor, how can, how can I love and serve and connect with and connect community during this time when we're all quarantined? That's my role. That's what God has led me to do. But that doesn't make, but we don't come back and like, oh, Kylie's the guy, the guy that's going to teach us everything that we're supposed to know and right. do. It's like, no, this is the role that's been established or gifted. And so how do we do that? That's not a, I'm better or closer to Jesus than anybody, but I think the system that has been created yeah. kind of has, has led, led itself to it was that. First Peter, I had to look this up here. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not over, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. So there is, there, there is structure, Overs- organization, sure. right? Not for shameful gain, but eager, eagerly, not domineering of those in charge, but being examples to the flock with humility, <laughs> with service, right? And so, so you see that individual, yeah. you see that, I think that's what, a lot of people in this movement have a desire to see is like, this isn't a, this is us as a community. And so, so I have a question. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, so you've got, you've got power control issues within, and you also have power control issues as an org, as a, whatever, as, as American evangelicalism, which we see that's where, how can I get that power and control? Well, that's through politics and through our, governmental system how can we get what we want and we believe that we need to have power and control over people yeah to think and believe and do what we think and believe and do and that's why they're two totally different systems because god didn't jesus didn't come to overthrow a worldly government hey give to caesar what caesar's we're gonna we're gonna impact this world, the kingdom from, from another kingdom, the kingdom will come through mm. our love of others, through a peaceable way of living our lives with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, which is a a counterculture, upside yeah. down yeah. way to do it. It's not. It's not cutting off the soldiers' ears, right? We're gonna. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's my question. How flat is the kingdom of God? Well, Chris, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Actually, I, I pulled this up on my phone because I just read it okay. a couple days ago. Uh, prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness. 
<gasps> Make a straight yep. highway for our God in the desert. <laughs> Every high. valley will be lifted up. Every mountain Mount and hill will be leveled. leveled. The uneven ground will become smooth and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will appear and all humanity together will see it for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Yes, God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There's the answer. There's the answer. So you can take that to what we're talking about kingdom-wise to Calvin, Arminian, to like it's it's level. It's level. There's yeah. not a hierarchy. There and, is a priesthood of believers. Yes. And even though there are shepherds, right? And even though Paul wrote that, yes. that, that it's built on the foundation, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And there are the fivefold, right? Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. It's still flat because we have one king. Yes. One priest over the priesthood. Yeah. So we're just accepting. That doesn't that sound like power and control. We're because, <laughs> because in humility, we need to accept the role, serve, whatever that serve is. Serve one another. I, I, I walk around here. I was here this, I, yeah. I was here this morning. I'm picking up, cleaning up, setting up chairs. Like, and I'm not saying I'm not patting myself on the yeah, back. You hear that? The crossing. <laughs> No, somebody actually did a bunch of, of work last night, but I, I, I think that all the time, this is the role. Yeah. And, and again, I, where does that come from? It comes from the Lord. It comes from the way that he has wired us, the way that he has gifted us, the examples that he's given us. I mean, my dad sat here, you guys yeah. have heard, you know, he was a servant. Yeah. I mean, to be at his, like you said, to be at his funeral and to listen to how people are like, it'll be different because he greeted yeah. and smiled to people. He put the microphone on the pastor before the service. He made sure there was a glass of water in the front pew for the pat. Like those are the ways in which I don't need to be seen. I just want to serve and to love. And it was a great example. And I think about that at moments here where in my flesh, I can be like, uh, why am I doing all this? But there's the other side of like, I, the gift that God's given me, whether it's here or whether it's at my house is to facilitate, to be hospitable, to love people well by preparing a place. Sure. And, and that's not my only gift. Uh, yeah. Just, I, and I was going to, I was going to, I was going to comment on that, 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 that's, that's not it. Right. It's also, and, and, and I'm not taking away from that, yeah. but it's also hearing God for our congregation. Right. And, and you're not the oh, only yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You're not the yeah. only one doing that. We all are. Right. Exactly. But it's all, but it's also funneling all that and, and figuring out, Hey, how, okay, here's what God's saying. What does that mean for our community? How do I communicate that? How do, shepherding us in that way too. Right. And so doing that with humility and not doing that with, well, I'm the one in charge and what I say goes and you know, like, because I want uh, my desire to, to be honest, my desire is I want to see Chris, Hannah, Micaiah, everybody in this body, everybody that walks in to like, how can you bring what God has gifted you to make this community more yeah. beautiful and well, more like Jesus? It's kind of like Paul said something about that in Ephesians, that the role of the fivefold is to, I don't know, maybe something like prepare and equip the saints for the work of ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there. Right? <laughs> but, but, but really, like yeah. I... That, that's why our sharing time is so important. Yeah, right. To hear these guys that have been sober for two weeks or two years or two, two days, days right? or two days, be able to say, "Hey, here's the verse that God taught me. Here's what it's doing in my life, and it can do it in yours too." Yeah, I love that. Right? I love it. Freaking love it. 
Yeah. Ah, so I get passionate Which, about that. <clears throat> okay, so back to I don't maybe this is off track, but as I think back to our last episode and I think about the culture of church, I know and I'm saying this from an experiential this isn't condemnation of others but i think we developed a culture in which that guy is going to teach me what i need to know to where mm. my experience of the lord during yeah. the week yeah. and or my time with him in scripture during the week eh, not, yeah. not a huge deal i mean yeah i'm supposed to get my bible daily but yeah yeah but if i don't i'm still going to grow because that guy is going to teach me everything right Right. And then I can go to class and be with other people and we'll talk about Jesus a little bit. And I'm saying, and again, I'm yeah, saying that yeah. from experiential, but it wasn't. Which, it, and, and that's a very, okay, not just experiential. That's a very typical Sunday morning, white evangelical American Christianity experience. Okay. I didn't want to say that. No, I'll say you it. did. <laughs> I'm Egyptian. I can say it. <laughs> no, and, 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 you know, and I regret saying uh, white. Because I, I regret was, saying white. It's an American thing. But, but and it makes me feel good about myself. Sure. Yeah. I make I make Christian, yeah, because I did the right thing, and I, it feels good. And I, I was showed encouraged. up on Sunday when I'm supposed to. I worshipped, check, but I, I received like right. a good Christian, check. Right, it, yeah. it becomes all about me, yeah. As opposed yeah. to like, I I think that I think that that I think that that stifles the life transformation through the mundane, through the struggle, through those moments in, in which walking into the BMV or being in a Chinese restaurant where the spirit of God is con- driving, where yeah. is convicting our, our soul to towards life transformation and Christ likeness. And, and recognizing that if, if the kingdom is flat, that I know not only am here to receive, I'm here to give. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, in first or second Thessalonians, I can't, I can't quote it, but, well, maybe I should. Hang on. Say, say something clever while I, I find it. Hopefully you guys have checked out the Instagram and. I said clever. Oh. <laughs> um, hold on. This is good content. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys. This is, uh, I, but I, I do want to find it because it is. No, it's cool. I'm just, we should, should keep talking. People think that, oh, my Spotify clicked off. What? When we pause sometimes, I think I look at my phone like, oh, shoot, did. Okay. I can't find it, but there is a, and, and maybe, I don't know, you, you look it up, people, <laughs> but there is a, <laughs> the scripture in first or second Thessalonians that says something along the lines of when we, and I think it's specific. I think it's more specific to lust, but it does talk about sin. When we sin, we rob our brothers of opportunity. And my understanding of that is I, I have a responsibility to my brother, sister. I have a responsibility to help them towards righteousness. To move them towards Jesus. And when I, when I sin, I, it takes away from my responsibility to that. It keeps me from fulfilling that responsibility. And, and, and the way he talks about it, it's not pastors. It's not, you know, church deacons. It's not, you know, regional directors of spiritual growth. It's all of us that we have a, a responsibility towards one another to help each other grow. 
to spur one another on. That's not, that's not for Thessalonians or it's not Thessalonians, but there's another to spur one another on towards greater works in Jesus. Yeah. And if the kingdom's flat and we're all perfect and humble, <laughs> like we don't have to worry about, Oh, Oh my gosh. They, if they failed, then I failed. Right. Or so, so therefore I need to exert more power and control to get my way. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it, power and control. I mean, as we, as I think about what this whole podcast is yeah. about humility, yeah. it, it's, I mean, those are, those are polar opposites, power and control on one end of the equation. And it, yeah. again, I think community relationship, faith relationships, I mean, yeah. it is, it is a reminder of, Hey, get, dump that power and control in your life and seek humility and service and love. And, yeah. and, and that's, I, I love how you put that. Cause even as, as the church, like, how do we come together to be givers and to experience the one another's by giving of ourselves as opposed to I'm here for me. Yeah. I want encouraged. I want somebody to love me. I want to learn and know more. No, like, how do I, how do I give myself away? Paul Paul wrote it, right? Therefore, I am willing to spend and be spent for the salvation of your souls. Which is a leader right. at the time viewed in in same in the same height as the disciples, right? right? And now we'd certainly do, but even then, right? He was with James and John and 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 he said, I'm willing to spend and be spent. There's, but that that doesn't make me feel good or no make me comfortable. No, nope, it costs me. Which costs I mean, me. what a beautiful example. I mean, Paul being a beautiful example of, I mean, Christ gave His life for our salvation, and Paul is saying, "I want you to experience this life, yeah. this kingdom way, a life with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, absorbing the love of the Father by pouring myself out and showing you what that looks like." Yeah, through obedience, through faithfulness, through service, through humility. Through, through whatever, jailings, through beatings, yeah, through whatever it right? takes, whatever it <laughs> yeah. takes, I want Shipwreck, you to understand. Stranded, no. Yeah, look like a fool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and what an example for us individually as a church. Yeah. How many times do you think Paul had to capture his first thought? Mm, wow. And submit wow. and submit himself to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. You know, and, and just continue to, does that become easier as, as, as God shapes us? And I, again, I think that's maturity. It, be, yeah. it does become, not that it's ever going to go away, but it right. becomes yeah, easier. There's a confidence. It becomes, that, it's shorter. It becomes a confidence, not in self, but in that God is here with me yeah. and I'm going to surrender and submit myself to his authority. Well, there we go. We figured out church again. Dang. We just keep nailing it, huh? We are, we are gonna, we're, <laughs> we're so good at this. We are going to talk our way out of a podcast. <laughs> and I can hear the roars and celebration oh, of our listeners. Oh, man. Uh, it, man. God, would you do that? Yeah. Would you do that in Kylie and I? Would you do that in our community mm. here? Would you do that in the church? Yeah. Make us flat again. <laughs> we can build your kingdom. Not mine. <laughs>
Submission. And I, uh, submission to him yeah. and to one another. Yeah. It it blows me away. I know we're 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 going long. I don't care. I don't care. Um I care a little bit. I'm sorry guys. But no. I, it blows me away. I I, I keep I can't get rid of this thought. Jesus so willingly let it, and this this thought is so offensive. He so willingly went to the cross. I'm convinced if they didn't, if they didn't beat him, if they didn't drag him, if they didn't make him force him to carry the cross, if they didn't do any of those things, he'd have done it anyways. In submission, in humility, in weakness. That they didn't have to, Judas didn't have to betray him. That he, Judas betrayed him for man's sake, not for God's. Jesus, Jesus wasn't betrayed. He, he was going willingly. He was going willingly. It just hit me. I posted something on my personal page. Um, the Lord hit me with a couple weeks ago. Um, he just gave me this, this thought of love is taking the I have to's to I get to's. Mm. Like, can you imagine it? Which, which makes me think about for the joy set before him, he endured right. the cross. That's right. He didn't have to. He wanted to. Like, yeah. there's a joy involved in it. And, and so I, I, I go back to what you were saying earlier about, um, waiting tables. Can you imagine? I'm experiencing the God of the universe, Jesus, my, my savior, the kingdom way. And you are inviting me to serve, to serve yeah. others. Like how much joy there should be in that. Right. Right. I get to, not I have to. Like if anything that we do in our attitude turns to, I have to, I have to go evangelize. I have to go serve somebody. I have to go clean the church. I have to, no, I get to, yep. I, because that's love. Yeah. Sacrificial. Jesus showed us that love is sacrificial and joy should be joyous. I, I don't want to add to the Bible, of course, right? And I know there's no way to know this for sure, not in this life, right? But you, you saying it that way makes me wonder, what did that conversation look like where they ended? We just know the end of that conversation where, you know, the, the church leadership at the time says, hey, it's not profitable for us to be waiting tables. You, I wonder if, I wonder if there was some argument there. Like, no, but I don't, I don't want to stop hey, waiting tables. Screw you guys. Who do you think you are? Yeah. No, I'm going to keep doing it. I can, I can keep waiting tables. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I mean, I, I wonder if it's like, no, no, don't take that away. Don't, uh. oh, like, like, I wonder if it was a struggle of, man, how do we, like, man, we've been, we we're doing this, but how do we also do this? Man, I, I wish there were a way we can do it all. Like, it makes me wonder if that's the way the conversation might have gone. If their hearts were so changed yeah. by the gospel that they were like, no, I don't want to oversee. I don't want to see. I want to, I want to <laughs> submit in humility to serving tables. Yeah. You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. And shouldn't that be our attitude? Right? Right? Ah. <laughs> uh, Probably a good place to end. Mm. Cause we can just keep going. But that, I mean, that's, that's how we become a different culture, a kinder culture, is we... Not as jerky. Not as jerky. We submit yeah. to humility and serving Kindness. others. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The, lo- the low route, man. None yeah. of, 
Apart from why, apart from Jesus, why would we ever chase the low route? And he right. showed us this is all that you should be chasing. So, so not only is it flat, it's low. Yeah. Outdo one another in showing yeah. honor. Yeah. In Romans twelve. Oh Woo. man, let's well, do it, man. All right, let's do it. Let's let's figure out church again next week. <laughs> hey, listeners, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. Try it again. Yeah. Love you. Peace.